Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick concludes Session 3 and begins Session 4 of the four-part Guidelines for a Happy Home series. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick took us to Ephesians chapter 5 to teach us four of five things we need to know about submission. Then he took us to Ephesians chapter 4 to describe unity. Then he brought us two of six things we need to know about unity, which centers around reason. On this broadcast, he concludes session 3 by bringing us the other four. Then he opens session 4, entitled The Victory of the Home, by reading his text taken from 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 8. And now, here's Brother Rick. you got to work at it. It's going to take something. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit, what? In the bonds of peace. Here's the third thing about unity. Unity seems to work better when peace is the atmosphere. Sometimes you don't need to share what you think. You just need to hush till the atmosphere changes. Now, how many of you have had the Holy Spirit stand in the background going, eh, eh, but you said, I'm just going to share this one thing and I'm going to hush. Because I got to tell them this before I quit. <laughs> yeah, that was a stupid thing. You should have. Eh. Unity works better when it's at peace. Here's the next thing. Unity releases synergy and emits harmony. In other words, it'll bring a release of power to you when you get in unity. The Bible says one will put a thousand to flight and two. Wow. Unity is powerful. Next, unity is a necessary component if you ever hope to accomplish anything. How many of you know you can't accomplish anything pulling two different ways? I've been in situations where I said, listen, we can't make a decision. Let's just not do anything because it ain't going to amount to anything anyway. Let's wait till we can get in unity because it's necessary for progress. Here's the next thing. Unity requires focus. This is one of the biggest things the enemy uses. He tries to distract us. Imagine if we were standing today and you were all an orchestra. As long as you focus on me, the conductor, and I got your attention, then there'll be harmony in the house. You know when we get in disharmony? When we start looking at other parts of the orchestra. I don't know why the drummer, he don't have to play all the time. Look at him standing over there. Makes me sick. I'm carrying this melody. Look at him. He just standing there. And when you're looking over there, how many of you know you missed the next move of the conductor? And you know what they call that? Discord. When you are judging everybody in the orchestra and your eyes are off of the conductor, the Holy Ghost, you will be an instrument of discord and there'll be no unity in the house because you lost your focus. And let me tell you what happens. Then when the sire note is hit, everybody else loses their focus trying to figure out where the sire note was. And after a while, there's total chaos where there was supposed to be perfect harmony. Keep focused. It's necessary for unity, and I close with this. Unity brings blessing. Psalms 133 said it's there. Everybody say there. The Lord commands the blessing, even life evermore. Boy, if you want life evermore, you better get in unity. It's the only way to get it. (laughs) 
You better realize everybody needs everybody. You, you even need the people you don't think you need. You need the people that you're trying to pray away from you. You're needing the people that you're assigning for Jesus to pick up this afternoon. You're needing those people. You know why? If you don't have those people, you ain't going to pray like you pray. I guess I'll close because that didn't go over real good. <laughs> you need the people that even is getting on your last nerve because they're the ones that's keeping you praying. They're the one that's making you pliable. They're the ones that are most likely help you change. So one guy said, everybody even that you know of, everybody has two old heels. Amen. Even your body has two heels. They're hung on the back of your foot. They ain't pretty, but you need them. Everybody. And David put it this way. Anybody that drives me closer to God has been good for me. My enemies have been good for me because they've helped me see God more. They've helped me evaluate my life more than my fans have. Mm. Well, I got to close. Love centers around relationship. Everybody say relationship. Submission around roles. Unity around reason. Now, in closing, I want to pray over you, but I just want to ask you while you close your eyes where you are. How many of you right now is struggling in an area of your life? Maybe you're struggling to love somebody. Can I see your hand if that's you? Just hold it up quickly. I'm really struggling to love this person. Okay, that's good. That's honesty. Amen. Here's a second. How many of you are struggling to submit to somebody? Yep, I say it how many of you are struggling with some folks when it comes to unity? <laughs> Boy, we got hands and everything. Do you understand that you'll be able to do these things when you realize it ain't about you? It ain't about me. <laughs> it's about something bigger. I got to love them because God does, and he's got something bigger for them than I do. I got to submit to them because I got weaknesses I can't even tell I got. I got to work in unity. Because the world has got to see there's a difference in us than it is in them. Let's pray. Father, seal the word that I've spoken today by the Holy Ghost. Help us to realize, Lord, that we need one another. God, and even though these are difficult words, even for us to understand or articulate. Because most of us didn't even know how to describe love or submission or unity, Lord. But... Yet you've called us to be in relationship, Lord. and You've called us to carry out different roles that you knew when you called us, we couldn't carry them out by ourselves. We would have to have people submit to our authority. And we'd have to recognize our weakness enough to let them help us. And then, Lord, you got a reason. And it's always bigger than what I can perceive. And, Lord, as we lifted our hands that we're struggling to love somebody or submit to somebody or to be in unity with somebody. God, we're just recognizing before you that we need you to strengthen us in this area we're weak so that your kingdom may go forth and people may know that you are the answer they're looking for. Seal this word in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Guys, I just want to say I've really enjoyed being with you these last couple of days here. I, I told uh, Sister Dana, we was talking, this is things that the Lord is just revealing to me. This is kind of a guinea pig on y'all guys. But uh, this is uh, some new teaching that I've never done before. But I really feel like that this year is a year we need to focus on the family and strengthen our families, you know, for what the Lord's wanting to do. How many of you know the enemy? You do have an enemy. And if you're not aware of that, you're losing, by the way. You better recognize there's a battle going on. And uh, I, I want to talk in this last session about the victory of the home and how to redeem the home from casualties. I mean, I understand that sometimes we make decisions it takes years to get over. And sometimes the guilt's overwhelming. And um, the Lord really quickened this lesson to my spirit. I was explaining to Sister Dana kind of how we work and how my mind works. I'm a kind of person, I got a one-track mind and it's subject to jump track at any given time. And um, I, I'm not a person that can plan a bunch of lessons ahead, especially the first time. Now, once I preach them, I can come back and preach series. But when I'm putting a series together, I've got to kind of stay focused little by little. And so I used to preach on Sunday morning. Then I take Sunday afternoon to prepare for Sunday night. Same for Wednesday because it just gets mumbo jumbo. And um, this lesson that I'm sharing with you this morning the ink basically is still wet on the page. I got up this morning <laughs> to write out my final notes at about 4.30, 5 o'clock this morning. But it's such an important word for you that I couldn't even sleep. I went to bed last night about 10.30, but I started preaching somewhere around 2.30. And I preached all night, so it's, it's well preached. I've preached it several times, in fact, and it's a brand new message. But I want us to open our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 30, and I want to talk about David at Ziglag. I want to talk about how to rescue your family, recover all, everything the enemy's tried to take away from you. How many of you has had a few casualties in your relationship, some things you need to redeem? We're going to talk about that before we close today. And it came to pass, there's a statement again, when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag, and had smitten Ziglag, and burned it with fire. And had taken the women captive that were therein, and they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away, and went on their way. And David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Boy, there's a lot of homes can be described by that right there. And David... And the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until there was no more power to cry. Wow. And David's two wives had been taken captive. Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the souls of the people were so grieving. Every man for his son and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said unto Abathar the priest, Abimelech, son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought hither the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop 
shall overtake them. And he answered and said, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Let's pray. Father, today, Lord, as we bring this teaching to a close on the guidelines for a happy home, Lord, we realize that each one of these lessons are essential for us to carry out the reason for which you instituted the home. God, we need to understand the pillars of trust and honor. God, we truly need to understand commitment and how important it is. And Lord, even as we've just recently taught, Lord, in the last lesson, we need to understand the relationship with love and how that we need to strengthen one another in submission and carry out the roles that you've called us to and that our home should stand for the reason in which you have designed it. But Lord, we're human. And you said in your word, Lord, that you realize we are but dust. And because of our human frailties, Lord, and the human factor, we make mistakes. And because you're a redeemer, you redeem them. And today, Lord, help us as we close out this teaching to experience the redemption available for us. That we can, without question, recover all. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone in agreement together said... Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitful life.org. Thanks for listening.